I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. What is going on? It's your boy Preston. That's right. Pat Samurai guy. We are back again. That's right. Tag teaming the tag team champions. We are we are back. That's right. What is going on? Christopher Fox, director, writer. He's done it on. How you doing, brother? Welcome back. Doing good, man. Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I think last yeah, last week I was here talking about Rub and stoked to be here this week talking about falling down, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know how we do. We got it. We got it. We we had to do it. And for those of you who have not seen the film Rub, make sure you guys check it out. That's right. Crime thriller fans, check out Rub. And uh, last time we were hanging out, we were talking about some rubbing and some dubbing. That's right. We were talking about that, having fun and getting your uh, behind the scenes creation of the film and and uh, having a blast with that and some laughs. So make sure you guys check yes. out that video. I'll tag it to this video so you guys can uh, check out the journey that made Rub happen. But make sure you guys check it out if you have not seen it yet. But you mentioned you kind of dropped a little slight like I'm talking about inspirations for Rub. And you mentioned last time we were hanging out that you're like, hmm, you know, the, the, in a way, you kind of see Rub as kind of like a pre a, a prequel to falling down in a way. Yeah, in definitely. a way, in, in in a weird way. Yeah, you know, falling down just starts off. If, if everyone who's seen it out there, the way it starts off, you know, jump jumps right into it. Yeah, and I always wondered, like, you know, you, you find out in the film, like when the, when Pendergast, which is a great name for detective, you know. You, oh yeah, yeah. Um, when you see Duvall's character go to uh, uh, Douglas's mom's house, that's when you really start to break down, like the insanity this guy's, you know, that, that's been brewing up in his mind for obviously for so long. But like, yeah, yeah, I always wondered like what that was like, you know. So I, I took a lot of that inspira- inspiration, put that into Neil and Rub. But but yeah, Preston, I ended up watching Falling Down again this afternoon. I was texting your uh, screenshots when I was all. Uh, laying in bed watching it's probably the 200th time i've seen the film it's one of my favorite films of all time so uh yeah it's just you know I, yeah. It, the way it starts off it's like um you know it starts off with him just that's that opening scene to me is like more it's like more chaotic and impactful than like so, most movies climactic points of the, of the film you know and this is like the yeah. very very beginning of, of the film and it just the sound design also I, I think in this film and falling down really you know gets lost in the mix of like talking about great films that, and sound for film yeah they really utilize a lot of like sound vamps and different uh panning techniques to, to bring the chaos you know they really yeah. to really put the viewer in, into into michael douglas's you know head it's just oh that, yeah that first scene, you know, captures just captures uh, the audience. I feel. Yeah, they, they, you could tell that just the chaos is is like building in him. You know, like he's just oh, like, yeah. had enough. But the interesting thing about that opening scene is, I talked to some people who haven't seen this movie in a long time, and then they rewatched it and they were like, "Dude, he was already gone before he got out of the car." Because usually it was like, "Oh, over the course of the movie, that's when he goes." No, he was he was already gone. Yeah, he was already checked out and crazy before he even got out of the car. <laughs> you know, because you know, you find out, like you said, the scene with the mother with his mother. Yeah, uh, it, she's. They find out that he where's he been going? He's been fired from his job for what was it three months or something like that, right? Yeah, and to your point, or uh, the other viewers' point that he's already been gone. 
it's when the guys like you know halfway through the movie, which is one of my other favorite scenes. I haven't forgotten about, but he's like, "Come on, man, give me something." He's like, you know, no. I was a nah, man. Then he gives him the briefcase. He's like, "What were you a drummer boy? You must have been ten years old." Um, but he gives him the briefcase. He opens it up. And there's yeah. like an apple in there. There's like nothing in there. Yeah. So like, a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he oh, was man. he was yeah. fun, you know he was messed for a long time. Oh but, yeah. You know, our first scene is 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 something special. You know, it's for really, sure. Yeah. Really, really, really great. Really sets the tone. You you even feel hot and sweaty. You know, like you can't. There's insects in there. You know, he can't. He tries to roll on the window. The handle breaks. Yeah, I mean, it's like the people are throwing shit at the car. People are arguing, cursing. Yeah, you see yeah. The, the little girl just staring at him. You know, <laughs> in the in the window. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, yeah. quick century. Yeah, in, in front of him. Um, yeah. yeah, no. I, oh, go ahead. No, it really, it really, you know, it, it gives you anxiety, you know. Uh, right. Or yes. off, off the bat. I don't know if you've ever seen the show The Bear that's on that's on FX right now. But I've been hearing about yeah, it. It's, it's, I mean, it, that gives that show gives me massive, massive anxiety. The uh, Bear. Yeah, it's it's about a, a kitchen, uh, a chef in a, in a kitchen. And he just, it's really, it's, imagine that opening scene of falling down for like 60 minutes. It's like what it's like. Oh, it's, it's oh just, shit. It's nonstop, yeah. Wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really, really good show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we we uh, go down memory lane, return back to 1993. We got to say hello to the Movie Dojo Army members that are showing up in chat right now. What's going on, Eric? He said, "Hello, fellow movie fans. I saw this movie on HBO when I was younger, and I always thought this movie was underrated." There you go. Check that out. Yeah. I What's going it. on? Bob Odinson is cracking. Uh, Jet Tiger says Michael Douglas is great in this film. Yes, he That's is. That's right. Yeah, yeah. His best film at yeah, Wall, yeah. Wall Street. Yeah, Brolicon says. Uh, that being said, Douglas's character did realize at the end, watching the whole movies, he was the one that created his problems. That was interesting as That's well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Defense just wanted to go home, man. <laughs> <laughs> Defense. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who have not seen Fallen Down, this is a spoiler review. Uh, so sorry, we're going to be spoiling some stuff here. But let's get into it for those of you who have not seen the film. Quick plot synopsis. You have an ordinary man frustrated with the various flaws he sees in society begins to psychologically and violently lash out against them. There's a little bit more to the movie than just that. Directed by Bat Nipples himself, Joel Schumacher. Yes. And Bat Butts, yes, Joe Schumacher directed this film. Uh, and uh, a plethora of uh, great cast here. The, the always, I always call him this, the always reliable Robert Duvall. Uh, because I, I don't think I've seen a movie where Robert Duvall completely sucked ass in. <laughs> I don't think it's possible, man. It's one of those un, un, unforgotten roles, I feel. Him and Douglas. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, Robert Duvall's great. Uh, Barbara Hershey as Beth, uh, the love, the lovely Rachel uh, Tikotin from uh, as plays Sandra from you guys fans of Total Recall, son. Yeah, hey, yeah. that's right, that's right. Is she so many. The Running Man also. No, that was um, that was the other actress. I forgot her name. That was a different actress, but uh, but yeah, both of those actresses were staples in the in the eighties for sure. But yeah, great cast. And you have a uh, Dim W. Moffat who plays Detective Lidecker or Lidecker. Oh my God, what an asshole that guy was! That guy played too good of a job being a dick. He's got his glasses on. He's just always, you know. Oh my God, 
I'm so glad he got punched in the face at the end of the movie, man. Uh, but dude, Raymond J. Barry as Captain Yardley, what a fucking asshole. He's like a different type of dick. Yeah. <laughs> There's different types of dicks in the world, guys. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, but yeah, he, different levels of douchiness also. Yeah, like yeah. he is a, is like you know you have our boy here, uh, Duvall's character, uh, uh, Prendergast, and you know it's his last day of retirement, and you know he's got to meet with his boss, and his boss was like, well, you know I have it's it's my job to have to ask you these things and tell you these things, but to be honest, I really don't give a shit about you. Yeah. You know you're you're always a coward. You're a behind the desk cop. You weren't on the streets. I don't is have it- time for. You know, I don't have time for, uh, you know, cowards. Uh, get the fuck out of my station kind of thing. It sucked. I was like, dude, this guy's a fucking douchebag. What? Yeah, what was, which, out of that entire scene, which is the worst, is that he's like, how the kid's doing? And he's, and he's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, these clerks, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's the clerk's fault that you don't know one yeah. of the officers, you know, who's retiring, lost, we lost, yeah. a, lost a daughter. Yeah, and, you know, I've been there. I'm sure we've all had, uh, you know, employers that they're supposed to talk to you because they're supposed to but they really don't know you at all <laughs> like they don't really give a shit they don't know what you like they don't know if you like sports or ufc or whatever right like they don't even know they don't know you oh my goodness and i've been uh, working here for 10 years you don't know if you don't know anything about me <laughs> yeah yeah you work here <laughs> yeah uh geeky andre says yeah samurai been a while glad to be back what's well, good to see you brother Yes, falling down is underrated. Look at this, man. Everyone's chiming in. That's right. MK in the house. What is going on? Yes. There we go. There we go. Eric, that's the other actress uh, from Running Man. Yes, yes. Yeah. And she was also in McBain. Yes, which oh. I just talked about recently on the on the show. Uh, but yeah, you're right, dude. Right in the beginning here, it was, uh, you like you said, you could feel the anxiety. Yeah, it's it's you know yeah. it just sets the viewer up for what's about what's about to happen. But that that first scene is most other scene other films like climactic points of the of the film. You know, yeah. Um, I also feel like that. Like, hear me out here. I, I I was thinking about this the other when I was watching it today. It's like I'm watching this film. And, you know, I'm 43 years old. I grew up in in New York on the East Coast. So yeah, like I always dreamt of California. And I did move there when I was 20. Lived there for about 11 years. But films like Falling Down, uh, Point Break, and like American History X are like the three films that kind of all similar, similarly look a lot alike. You know, the way they shot it, the way they filmed yeah. everything, you know? Yeah. And uh, those three films really stuck out to me, like what, like the picture of what Los Angeles was like in the, ni- the early 1990s, you know? Yeah. Somebody told me that this was, this was, this movie took place in the same world as uh, Predator 2. What? I was like, what? <laughs> I, I see Robocop 2 and Predator 2 being in the same world. Yeah. I see that, but falling down in Predator 2. If that's true, uh, yeah, you, you know, if you guys can find that out, if that's true, well, just, just for just for shits and giggles, uh, you know, send me a message. Maybe, but, uh, Greg, maybe, maybe Michael Douglas is walking in the background and Predator 2 is going to watch that shit if that was real. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know, somebody brought up a question. And they said, well, you know, this movie did well in theaters. So is it really underrated? I've been saying this a lot recently. Just because a movie makes a lot of money, not all of the time, does that mean it's a good movie? (laughs) Or just because a movie makes a decent amount of money, 
can still get forgotten over time, you know, could still get kind of lost, can still get no respect. That could still happen, even if it made money, even if it financially did well. You know, I have you do you know any other movies that did well, but just kind of just just kind of, you know, wasn't in the public eye anymore and kind of feels kind of forgotten. I, I would I would I mentioned I think American History X is one of those films that, you know, um, I think a lot of people liked for all the wrong reasons. That's the film that kind of went over people's heads a lot. Yeah. I, I feel and Edward Norton gives an amazing performance in, in that film as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, making. I had this argument the other day with a friend of mine who doesn't know anything about movies, and he, were telling, he was trying to tell me that Avatar is the best movie of all time because it made the most money. I'm like, it's. I think it's the worst movie ever made. You know? <laughs> but I still wouldn't go on like Rotten Tomatoes and give right. it a star. It's no. An, an amazing accomplishment and achievement. Right. But, you know, Technically, yeah. Also, not my cup of tea. Also, but yeah, um, yeah, money, money is not everything when it comes to filmmaking. But what's interesting, it's a really great point, Preston. That falling down did do really good in the theaters, but then it did disappear. And it's also a film, kind of like uh, I'm gonna throw this out there: The Adventures of Ford Fairlay with Andrew Dice Clay. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's a classic in my mind. Yeah, but you can't find it anywhere. If like, I remember, like three years ago, I googled falling down. And it was only available to purchase on Amazon Prime, and that's it. And then when I looked it up today, I mean, I have a D, I have a Blu-ray of it, but I don't have a Blu-ray player. Anymore. Do you have the DG, do you have the Digibook? I don't know because this is the I have the actual Digibook oh, of falling sick. down, but uh, it's cool, it's awesome. But um, I'm going to read some notes from it a little bit later. Yeah, but but um, it needs a 4K. It needs a better special edition. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just one of those films of the '90s that just. I also feel like the you know they try to sweep films like this under the rug. That some people you know yeah stuff like this American History X that touches on a lot of sore sore topics that they right. controversial could be you know deemed controversial. But that's one of the re- here's another reason why I feel this movie's underrated is because no other big studio wanted to touch this script. They this script for this movie got turned down from every single major studio. I think I think I believe Michael Douglas saw the script and he was like, "Hey, we got to do this." And then they took a chance. And again, I'm going to read some notes from here. But yeah, no one really wanted Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers gave in, but it was still a risk for them to do a movie like this. Yeah, no one, nobody wanted to do this movie. You know what I mean? So. That's post Wall Street too, with Douglas attached to it. That's like you know. That's bringing in the big box from a, from a studio perspective. Perspective of uh, right, right, right. attached to it, and, you know, and Schumacher, who at the time, you know, was one of the biggest directors ever. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah, um, for sure, for sure. You know, he's done some great work, but you know, we everybody just hey, it's the bat nipples guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's done some good movies too. There's some other good movies he's done. Well, anyway, let's get back to this film. So our boy, he's just had enough. He's out, leaves his car. And he just, he's trying to go home, man. He's trying to go home. And then he runs, he runs into the, 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 this liquor store and man, all he wants to do is just buy a soda and the guy's being kind of a dick and he kind of handles it in a way we probably shouldn't handle it in real life, <laughs> but you can kind of understand the frustration a little bit, but he kind of goes ape shit, you know, he kind of loses it. He kind of loses it here, you know, and you know, he's like, Hey, I'm just standing up for my rights as a consumer, all right? (laughs) 
but I love how he walks around. He's like, how much of these batteries are here? <laughs> he tells them like too much crack. He's, he starts doing that around the store, just fucking up the whole store. He's like the Robin Hood of moral fiber throughout the entire film. That's what he like tries to do. You know, yeah, yeah. In his head, he's right the entire time. Yeah, yeah he's right. He's right. Uh, Eric, right here, says uh, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane was awesome. Yes, people talk about it. There you yeah. go. Hey, hey. Yes. I love dice. All right, dice. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> what was it? What was it? Why can't a grown man like candy? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that story? It's hilarious. Dice, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was on Dice Man Comet, I believe. Yeah. Oh man, it was fucking fucking funny, dude. Yeah, he but was... I heard I, I heard it when he was on Joey Diaz's show. Oh. And he, was talk, he was talking about that story. He's like, his girl kept giving him shit because he wants candy in his car and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he had to break it down. But just the way he said it, because it's dice, is so funny. He's out of his mind, man. I don't know yeah. if I'm going off topic, but he uh, he has this whole thing where he walks around the city of Manhattan in New York, and he just, like, fills people with his phone. And they have no idea who he is, you know? He just, <laughs> right, like, yeah. This small, funny commentary. He's a, he's a funny, funny guy still. Oh, that's there. fucking funny. I'm going to have to check out a couple of those vids. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love this shot right here. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's so great. This is great directing, you know. It's, it's so good. It's almost, like shoot. First, it's almost like the first shot of the movie where it, it, they do a lot of extreme close-ups on his eye. I, I love the cinematography in, in this film. Uh, this is, I think this is right before the gang members on their, on their sacred land, I believe, right? Yes, he trespassed. He trespassed. So before. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! But that scene where he's just like, "Jesus Christ, really?" Yeah. He's like, look, look, I'm just trying to go home. You know, let me get out of your. Let me get out of. I get it. I've been. Enc- I've encroached on your territory. <laughs> he's like, I get it. You don't like it. You're upset. Like, just let me go. I'll be out of your hair. You got to pay a toll. You got to pay a toll, man. And then that was it. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna fuck these dudes up." That was great. That was great. And then they see they, you forgot your brief. <laughs> you forgot the briefcase. <laughs> that, was, that was the line. I never forgot. I watched this movie. And I'm, when did this come out? Was it 91? 93. 93. Okay, so yeah. I was 13 years old when I saw this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was so fucking funny, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like... Clear know, path, motherfuckers. <laughs> you fucking assholes. And those guys, I mean, later in the movie, those guys, you know, they fucked up big time trying to come back after him. Oh, man. I, that's so funny. I don't understand why people got offended by that scene and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why when we get to it uh tyler certified badass channel member he says hey guys falling down Ooh. is very underrated love ford fair lane yeah. oh yeah son that's right look at that yeah rennie harlan <laughs> rennie harlan cliffhanger dream master did ford fair lane it's crazy man what yeah 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 it's but yeah, I'll get to how I reacted to uh, the drive-by gone horribly wrong. Uh, but did you notice this? It, I didn't notice it the first time I watched the movie. And then when I rewatched it recently, when he's walking in the city and he comes across the actor, you know, what was it? Uh, I, oh, so I'm not, was it economically viable or something yeah. like that? Yeah, Which yeah. is kind of fucked up because he is working. Yeah. He has money, but they still won't give him a loan because that's yeah. what they told him. So any, I think anybody would be kind of pissed off. He's like, what are you talking about? I got a job. I got money. Like, why won't you give me a loan, right? What I didn't notice, here's the here's the little scene here. This is what happens when you're not economically viable. That's what true. I didn't, and, you know, he, he goes, remember me, right? And they have that acknowledgement. He does yep. that, right? 
What I didn't notice uh, until I watched it the second time, he's wearing the exact same outfit Michael Douglas is wearing. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's wearing the same top, tie, and pants. Wow, that's that's a, <laughs> that's a good pickup. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, shit, I see what you're doing there, movie. I that's, see what you did there. That's actually the same actor from Die Hard 2 that, yes. gets, that gets killed in the, in the airport uh, hangar at the very beginning. Yeah, that guy's great. He's a great actor. He was good in Daredevil on um Yeah, yeah, for sure. One. Yeah, he was yeah. great in that. But yeah, I didn't notice that at first. That's and I saw good, it again. That's a good that's a real good mind fuck right there. Putting him putting him in there, you know? Yeah. That's that's a good pickup. Wow. Yeah, had no idea. Like but th- then it leads to the drive by. <laughs> and man, this scene here, uh, you know, that, that's that's some dirty hairy uh camera angle shot we got going right there. Uh, this is one of the most uh, iconic scenes from the film. People, when I remember when this movie came out and people were talking about it later after it came out on VHS, because I didn't see it in theater. I saw it later on like VHS. And um, people, I remember people when it was released and people were renting it. I remember people were like, man, they weren't offended that he shot the gang member in the leg because he was fucking with him. He's like, he's like, yeah, see how that works? That's how it works. He shoots him in the leg, right? Then he takes the bag of guns and, you know, uh, defense walks off. Um, you know, that's his name in the credits, right? <laughs> that's defense. Defense. It's just hilarious. They don't, even, yeah, um, they don't even mention his name. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah. The, the, when I, when I re- recently watched it, I forgot in the credits it says michael douglas is defense that's, that's <laughs> this is hilarious but uh people were mad because or like not mad but they were just like man that's some bullshit all those guys shoot all those guns and they miss they don't hit him once man that's some bullshit this movie sucks and i'm like dude that's the fucking point of the scene <laughs> that's the point was they couldn't aim worth shit yeah, lucky, lucky for the studio, Michael Douglas and Schumacher that uh, you know Letterbox and uh, the internet wasn't around then. <laughs> you know, yeah. everyone's got an opinion these days about every every little every little thing. Yeah, but I thought maybe they'd be like, "Man, why do you have to shoot him in the leg like that?" He saw that the guy was hurt; that was fucked up. Or I thought maybe that's what they would say. Yeah, but no, that's what they were upset about. They were like, "Man, this movie's garbage. Those gangsters blasted like crazy to get revenge, and they didn't hit him once." That was the point of the goddamn scene. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Girl gets out of the car right, right before it too. She's she's a little firecracker. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good in the movie too. Yeah. Yeah, she's. Been a, it's funny, like movies like this, you see the same actors in like colors. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of the same actors were in colors. Um, a lot of them were in uh, Point Break as well. I guess background extras. I've, I've noticed. You know, you watch enough films, like that's a yeah. great pickup. I'm, I'm I'm actually ashamed I didn't pick up on the on the actual tie. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good that's a good catch. Well, you're you know you're so focused on the movie and what's going on. Yeah. You know, you're not really take you know uh, trying to keep out what people are wearing. But like I said, I it took a second viewing for me to go, oh shit, yeah. you know. That's why he's buying the snow globe, too. All right, sorry about that. Got a message there. Uh, but now we get to my favorite scene in the movie. There's so many favorite scenes in this movie. But I can't help it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it, man. 
I don't want to be your buddy, Rick. I just want a little breakfast. <laughs> and the smug look, the smug look on, you know, the, that, that act, you know who that blonde actress was? Is she, is this somebody we should know? She has it, a face that looks familiar. It's like, yeah, it looks Do like. you guys a, know? Let us know. Obviously, it's not Elizabeth Shue, but she has like a Elizabeth Shue vibe to her. I, we've, she's been in other things. I've definitely. She looks really familiar. I think she's been in, I'm going to say she was a, in a sitcom. I don't know what sitcom, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go through the entire cast on IMDb right here, but. But yeah, if you guys know who that blonde actress is and what else she's been in, let us know in chat or in the comments after the video's over. But Wait. dude, she was like doing more of the mugging, like face mugging than the, than the manager was. He had the fake plastic smile, right? Yeah. You know, he's like, uh, breakfast is over. We are not. He's like, I'm sorry, but we are not serving that right now, right? And, but she's like, told, if you, I couldn't stop watching her. <laughs> Like the whole time, I'm like looking at her, her gum for a second, and she's like, yeah, like yeah. kind of flirting. She's, yeah, and she's all excited, like looking at the manager, looking back at, at defense, like she just wants to see what's gonna happen, right? I was just like, she's stealing the scene there. She did that on purpose. I know what she was doing. Oh, I know yeah. what she was doing. She was stealing the scene. But yeah, let let me know, guys, if you guys know who that actress is. Uh, that was probably another reason why I kept staring at her in the in the scene. <laughs> But yeah, everybody was great in that scene, but oh my God. I mean, I think we've all been there. You just want to pull up, get some breakfast or, or get a certain item. And it's like a minute. Like I could have sworn that happened to me. I went to McDonald's one time and they were like, yeah, we stopped serving this. It was, it was, maybe it wasn't McDonald's, but no, it might've been McDonald's because they have, they don't have breakfast all day. So yeah, I, I could have sworn I went to McDonald's and I wanted, yeah, I can have a, a sausage McMuffin or something. And they were like, breakfast, bre breakfast stopped Two minutes ago, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, really? Yeah, you missed it by two minutes. I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> like, really, dude? Oh my god, the best part about that is, I think now the places <laughs> that have breakfast all day, I feel like most fast food places, right? Right, um, and then that McDonald's, I don't think, I think McDonald's is still stingy. I think they, yeah, yeah. And then the egg, the egg, the egg of movie muffin or whatever, the, the whammy, the whammy egger, uh, yeah. It's yeah. still there on the carousel. The <laughs> yeah. Trailer, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the best is my favorite part. is like, Mr. Mr. Where are you going? The old guy's just like creeping out the door. And then he walks back to his wife who's sitting at the table. He's like, trying to leave. You know? <laughs> like that, that scene, that scene, this, the whole film, but that scene is just shot. Everything's just so, so perfect. You know? Oh, Dee Dee Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer's sister. Oh. Thank you, Subaki. Thank you. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense then. Is that is that uh no Pfeiffer wasn't in the, the bat nipples uh no she was in Batman Returns. Yeah, so I was yeah. Say, that, that maybe some kind of uh six degrees of uh, <laughs> but uh he accidentally shoots the gun off. He's like, Oh calm down, wait, it's just the trigger's sensitive. The trigger's sensitive, sorry about that. <laughs> he's trying to calm people down, he's asking them how their food is. Which is hysterical, man. That boss like, has been in other things as well. I've seen him before. Which one? The boss. The gap. Oh, team. yeah. He yeah. does look familiar. He does look familiar for sure. But he's like, changed his mind. He's like, all right, fuck it. I want the biggest, juiciest burger you got. And they give him the burger. And he goes, I want you to serve it to me. He tells the owner, the manager that. 
Why am I calling <laughs> my guys first names? Like I've been acting, I don't even know my boss. I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, again, I think we all relate to it. He's like, takes out the burger. It's like this thin. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you see what I'm talking about here? I want you guys to look at that picture up there. <laughs> At that plump, juicy, satisfying look. It's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And he turns around. He's asking other people how, they, how their food is. And that one person throws up. And then he goes, I don't think she liked the special sauce. <laughs> right? And then I think my favorite was right before the scene ended. He turns around and asks everyone about the special sauce. Or what's wrong with it or something like that. And he had that one kid. Like, everyone's still in shock. They didn't want to move. And that one kid, like... <laughs> He like raises his hand because he wants the answer. And then it's <laughs> that's it. Then yeah. we go to the next scene. It was hilarious. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> a lot of dark comedy in this. Yeah, it's yeah. It, that's uh, it's definitely one of them. The fans had a good point with that burger. He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He did. Oh, man. I, I've done some uh, product photography and, and uh, videography. It's all just staged, you know. For yep. These, for these burger ads. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a very, I think when you think of, of this film, you think of the briefcase scene and then you think of, of the whammy burger for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's, have uh, you, have <laughs> you ever tried to use a tone, uh, a phone booth and uh, somebody tried to fuck with you on the outside of it and try to rush you? Did that ever happen? Um, not to my memory. No. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was great. Yeah. He's being the dick. He's like, other people gotta use the phone, man. That guy's <laughs> such a douche. All the all the dicks they found that to, to play these like these bit parts <clears throat> is so perfect. Oh Central, yeah. Central casting must have had a field day casting this back in the day. It was, oh yeah. I know that intersection too. There's El Pollo Loco in the background uh, to the left hand side. I think it's La Cienega. Oh, all right. La Cienega and Sunset Boulevard in, yeah. in West Hollywood. <laughs> but yeah, this made me laugh. Anytime douchebags got theirs in this movie, oh, of course. I couldn't help but just kind oh, of cheer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, what? I couldn't help it, man. Well, yeah, he's he, like I was saying, he's like the Robin Hood. He, everything he's doing, it's like that fine line of her. Is he really going over the top, or would I, or could I possibly do this? Not like to the extent with you know firearms and right, stuff. The right. moral of his. Of his insanity is kind yeah. of, uh, I think most people can relate with. Yeah. And what's really interesting and great about this film is you have the two parallels, uh, adventures of, two, you know, there are two main leads. You know, you yeah. have Duvall's character. Again, this is his last day. He's getting, he's just waiting for, you know, wind out the clock and go home and be with his wife. He's going to take care of his wife. They're going to move someplace that he doesn't want to move to, but she thinks it's beautiful, but he's trying to take care of her. She's got some issues. Um, but, um, you know, I thought it was interesting because by the time we get to the end, I'm jumping the gun just a little bit here. It's all, it feels like, a, a, an old school, traditional wild west film Yeah, where you have the old retired sheriff about to hang up the badge and the hat and he's got one more day. And then you're basically following the antagonist throughout the film, just causing problems in the town and then it just it takes that he runs into that sheriff before he hangs up his hat and then we have our duel at the end you know i think that was probably on purpose especially with that dialogue that we get when they're on the pier at the end of the film did you ever did you get any little uh wild west vibes a little bit 
Definitely. while watching in the while watching the film. Absolutely, yeah. You can place both these characters in in the West, and you know, you get Shane right there. You know, it's very Shane like. Um, yeah, that that last scene as well. Not the jump the gun. That's def- yeah. that's definitely a, a standoff. Yeah, you know, yeah. take ten paces and turn around, kind of kind of standoff. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen the movie High Noon? High Noon, I have not. Old school, ancient black and white Gary Cooper movie. But I, I would, uh, I would, I would, I would check that out. It's good stuff. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because if, if you're if you're watching Johnny Morgan, I have to actually drop his name because he's been he's been telling me about, about the movie for a very long time. High noon. High noon. Yes. Oh wow. wow! And he's also said the movie The Swimmer with Burt Lancaster is uh, a falling down is a homage to The Swimmer with Burt Lancaster about a guy trying to go home, but. He 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 pool hops people's pools along the way and meets all these kind of crazy people. So if you if you if you supplement Douglas's violence for the the people he meets in the pool and there's actually Reddit there's Reddit threads about what about the, this, the swimmer. It's called the swimmer of Burt Lancaster. I've never I'm gonna, seen it. I'm to check that out. Yeah, we're talking about today, but he's a, a a big film film buff film nerd and he's been telling me about High Noon forever. I need what? To we just blew my mind now. Now I gotta. I got yeah. some. You writing down High Noon? I'm writing down this, yeah. the swimmer in my head now. Yeah, I need to watch. Did he I tell you what it was about High Noon? Did he kind of spoil it a little bit? Um, it's not an action western. There's, yeah, there's really yeah. no action. It probably has, but it was, it was a while ago. So High Noon is great. If you guys have not seen it, it's not an action. It's all story driven, but it's a great story because it's about uh, this beloved sheriff. The town loves him. The town adores him. So throughout the whole movie, the beginning to the middle half, they're like baking them pies. They love them. They're inviting them to birthday parties. The whole town loves and adores the sheriff until word gets out that three outlaws that the sheriff put away is got free and is coming for a gunning, coming back to that town to get them. And guess what happens? Not one person from the town helps the sheriff what yeah dude who's the actor who's the sheriff gary cooper old okay. school back in the yeah, day yeah. yeah not one person all that love oh we love you we support you the danger came to town the sheriff had to face all three men by himself it's called high noon bro now if you want a sci-fi remake kind of of that film sean connery's outland have you seen that? I have. I have not seen that one as well. Check out. Check that out. It's imagine it's almost the same type of plot, but in the future, like during like it looks very alien. Yeah. Even the title looks almost like an alien ripoff title from the movie Ridley Scott's Alien. But that world, that's kind of like Alien. That setting. Uh, he's the sheriff of the. He's the law on that on that base, and it's almost the same. Very similar. He has to fight these dudes by himself. But it's in the future. Outland. I don't know if you guys seen that. Smoking Ninja, you are the man. Yeah. Thanks for chiming in and hanging out with us today. Yes. But yeah, man. See, see what happens. Me and Christopher get together. We just have blasts talking movies, man. Yeah, I, <laughs> my father. That's how I dropped the Shane reference earlier. My my dad loved, loved Shane old westerns, and you know, I was you know nine, ten, eleven. I thought it was so boring in this blah. I was, I was the same way, bro. When I was so young, and then yeah, now, 
now I'm just so sick of everything that's out and just all about indie films, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've been going, and it's Stars Encore has like a, a catalog of just like every Western, every every John Wayne film ever made. Yeah. It's just like it's so I've been watching. I think High News probably on there. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's you you watch those old classic westerns for the story because they're, they're not action, they're not tombstone. Yeah. Stop comparing every single western that it's ever made to tombstone. Tombstone is amazing, I love it, but stop comparing old school <laughs> high noon. There was one duel at the end, it was boring. It's not tombstone. Stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing that. I have a good, the bad, and the ugly is eight hours long, and there's not enough action. It's not tombstone. Stop doing that. <laughs> it might not be factual, but I think Young Guns and Young Guns Two are probably two like my two favorite westerns because it's just such a good action movie in the West. You know? Oh, great! Yeah, they pulled that off. Those. Yeah, they, they pulled that off. I heard they're making a part three. I'm like, how do they? Uh, they're all so old now. How do they do? And Billy the Kid obviously dies, or does he die? Whatever, you know. Have but you heard anything new since they announced that? Like, what was that? Like almost two years ago, or yeah, year ago? Two years ago, yeah. I'm, I'm like on like the Young Guns Facebook group because I'm uh, I don't know a movie. I just I grew up with it, so I, when I need something to watch, and just yeah, put on Young Guns sometimes. Woo-hoo. I'll make you famous. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I'm happy. Finally, the news dropped that both of those movies are coming out in 4K. Really? Yes. Because though that those Blu-rays, the second move, the second film Blu-ray is kind of rare, so it's expensive. Yeah. And the first film, uh, the Blu-ray is like it's like basic, bare bones. The picture's okay, so I'm happy they're getting the 4K treatment. That's, that's amazing. Uh, Jet Tiger says I would like to see a Edo period Japan version of this storyline involving a Ronin. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, high uh, high noon, but in Japan for sure. All right, back to back to falling down here. Now, this scene, I don't know why, man. It just this guy, this actor again, everyone kills it in this movie. Yeah. Everyone kills it in this movie in terms of their performance. This guy is so wild and over the top. And it's so interesting because it's it's like what what happens when crazy meets crazy? <laughs> if you guys ever wondered what would happen. If crazy beats crazy, but this dude, oh my god, in the surplus store, Jesus Christ, like you, man. I'm like you, we look like <laughs> we're the yeah. same, man. Me yeah. and you are the same. <laughs> Here, you can keep that, yeah. You can keep that. <laughs> That's for fun. That guy's that guy's <laughs> office, uh, S's. Well, you know, like actress, you know, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that guy in anything ever before. <laughs> Never again. I think we need to look that dude up, man. Oh, definitely. We need to look that guy up. Dude. That fucking guy stole the show, man. You know, I also oh. feel like, like I said earlier, people like things for all the wrong reasons sometimes, but like his shit is like Cyclone B. This was used, man. Because I, I, that, that's even more relative today. You do right? him really good, man. <laughs> this was used, man. Um, yeah, the, 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 you know, it, that. that Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> right behind you. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. Um, another great point of the way they sound designed that entire scene. Just oh, leading, yeah. Leading up to <laughs> vamping up to the break. Um, oh, my I'm God. nothing like you. I'm an American. You're a crazy asshole. No, it's great dialogue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. 
was also in the first season of Twin. Oh, okay. He's on. He's maybe what? maybe maybe he's more of a TV actor. That's why we haven't seen him a lot. Maybe. Uh, now I have to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, he's got to he's got to fix his shoes. He's got shit he's got to do. So he goes to the surplus store. Defense does, and he runs into crazy crazier here. And man, it doesn't go. It doesn't doesn't go well. I did you like? Did you like his uh, crazy guy's demise, or would you want it? Or did you want it to be a little bit more violent? Um, no, I think he. I think it was perfect. I think he was trying. He he really thought that this guy was a vigilante doing this, doing all this shit purposely, you know, because there's crazy people out there that need some stuff to happen to have to relate yeah. with and to like identify with, you know. And I think yeah, he's he, had the he has the police radio, so he's been hearing all all day yeah. what defense has been doing. She goes, what's this yeah. for? He goes, for my personal amusement. <laughs> he talks to the female cop. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Dude, you've, nailed, you've nailed him, dude. Oh, thanks. Recast. Yeah, That's yeah. it. <laughs> or if you create a character like this in a future movie, yeah, movie you like have this, to play him. We'd never even be able to get made these days on a, on a, on a, on a studio level. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh so, my God. Oh, so good, though. But it just, the same, man. He was a, I am not... A vigilante. <laughs> Just trying to go home. <laughs> yeah. He's so excited. He's like, I heard about that shit, the whammy burger. You guys like, give him a high five. You guys just like, you know. They spit in your food. I know. I know these things. <laughs> Too good. The, the sick thing, Preston, is that there are millions of fucking people out there like that. That's, that's the same it's you know? kind of sad, but kind yeah. of funny at the same time when you, see them, when you see them get theirs in movies. But uh, again, more douchebags getting theirs. The golf cart scene, dude. Oh, my God. This I couldn't stop laughing at this, bro. One of my favorite lines this entire movie is in this scene. He's just, he's just walking by. He's just passing through. And yeah. this douchebag of a golfer is like, what are you doing on my golf course? And he's all like, and he hits the ball at him on purpose. That was on purpose. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. and defense is like, what the fuck? And he's like, he's like, I'm just passing through, man. Why'd you do that? And he's like, it's my golf course. The other guy's warning him. The other guy's like, yo, man, I don't like the way this dude looks. Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. Shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah, some like, sense going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like a fucking Army Ranger in the middle of, the middle of the daytime. <laughs> you know? Uh, is a yeah. uh, crazy guy. Frederick Forrest was also chef in Apocalypse Now. Oh God, I'm gonna yeah. have to go. I gotta go back and watch. It's been a while since I've watched Apocalypse Now. I gotta go back and that's watch. That's amazing, it. amazing fucking film, dude. Crazy. That's that a movie. I, that's a movie. I as a kid, I never understood. Like I was, I was allowed to see like tits and sex on TV before I was allowed to see like deep violence. Yeah. My, my father was in Vietnam. And I, oh, I never forget, like, he wouldn't allow me to watch Apocalypse Now and the Deer Hunter, especially. He's like, holy not- shit, dude. You saw the Deer Hunter when you were young? No, I, he wouldn't allow me to watch Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, until I was, like, 16. But, yeah. like I said, I was watching, like, Fort Fairlane and, like, Rodney Dangerfield stand up, like, rude, like, shit, and, you know. And, and yeah. Nudity, but, like, that kind of that. Fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. Yeah. That kind of violence, he, I, I was like kept away from from a long right. time. And I, I know, I know why. So I need to go back and watch uh, Apocalypse. Is it the director's cut too? That's out there. The horror. The horror. Yeah. yeah the 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 4K box set that I have 
has like several different versions of it in there, but oh, they have the the most complete version, extended upon extended upon extended version. Yeah, is in there, and the picture looks insane in 4K, dude. Like Jesus Christ! You turn off motion blur in the TV when you watch watch it with uh, 4K and stuff like that. Uh, I leave it on. I mean, I'm so I'm used to it now. Yeah, yeah. I get the criticisms with it. I get it. I also, I, I'm just so used to it now. But yeah, go ahead. I feel when you turn it off, it, it like. I don't know. I feel like the 4K renders um, when they make these PCPs and these files, they're made for motion blur. So when you actually take motion blur off, it makes it like stuttery. It makes it like worse. I don't oh know. shit! Well, good thing I never watched it. Have it turned off then. Yeah, if you watch like a regular old school uh, encrypted DVD of like Roadhouse, another great movie right there. Peace of Easy, rest in peace. Um, if you watch a DVD and you watch that, it's on a TV and a DVD player. It's gonna look awesome. Yeah. But if you watch like a, a Blu-ray version of Roadhouse and you take off uh, motion blur, it just doesn't look right. I don't know. Something is just off on it. And with yeah. motion blur, it still looks a little too, like, um, you know, a little, little too perfect in a, in a weird way, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, Interesting. Back, Interesting. Back to that scene. Now you're going to die wearing that stupid little hat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. For those of you that don't know, uh, he's like, fuck you. You almost killed me with the golf ball. He's, he shoots the golf cart. Golf cart goes down and into the lake. And the guy's like freaking out. He's having a heart attack. And he's like, pills. And the pills were in the cart. That gift, though, that's fucking, that's awesome. The, the replay of that game. Here we go. It's like, Oh god. Yeah, but that was great. Now you're gonna die. Like, now you're gonna die wearing that silly little hat. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It's so good. So good. Oh yeah. There's a lot uh, of one-liners in this in this movie, too. I yeah. You, as we're breaking it down, it's a lot yeah. of good one-liners. Yeah. But again, you know, go I forgot to mention a little bit more. You know, Prendergast is uh you know, he's he's he he does he doesn't want to be useless. He's like, you know what, this is my last day. Let me try to do something, right? Um, like uh, Kevin Costner says in The Untouchables, let's go do some good. So he wanted to do something. And he's been kind of, everyone's been ignoring what he's been calling out. He's like, hey, look, the girl just, the girl that was a girlfriend of the gang members, she said it was a white guy with a white shirt and tie. And they're like, oh, shut up, old man. <laughs> they were treating him like they were... Like he was Mick and they were Clubber Lang from Rocky Three and shit. Shut up, old man. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was it kind of it was kind of a little sad. You know, it was like, God, are you treating them like this, man? It's kind of fucked up, man. Yeah. Your last day, get the fuck out of here. We got it. We got this, you know. I think you touched on it earlier as well. Duval's character in this film, I mean, is probably the most layered character in the film. I mean, we know Douglas, you know, defense. We we know what he's about to do when you when you see the first scene and when you're in the film with with Duval's character, like you said earlier, you know he's you know he's so layered. He's you know he lost a child, was wounded on was wounded on uh you know on the job. That's why he's at his desk. Um, his wife is obviously mentally not right. You know, yeah. to take care of her, and he's you know going to move to uh, what is it uh, Albuquerque? No, uh, I forgot. Phoenix or okay. Where the Eiffel Tower is, or something like that. Yeah, which I, which yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know it was a thing. Yeah, I need to look 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 into that. But yeah, Duval's character. I, you know, like you said he's he's never in. I don't think he's ever made a bad movie. To be honest with you. No, 
And there, you know, like you were saying, like there's because of his wife's health. You know, there's a reason yeah. why he chose to be behind the desk. I forgot to tell you one thing. You know. What I love her. That was great. <laughs> that was great. That was great. First, first second there when I first watched the movie. For a second there, I was like, I was like, is there something between? Uh, yeah. Is there something going on on the side between uh, Prendergast and uh, the female cop? But no, no, they just really good. going on too. Yeah, I was like, damn, yeah, he's a pimp. But no, they're just really good. They're just really good friends. But another, which leads us to another hilarious scene. This scene right here. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. You know, he runs in, he, he tries to go through that way earlier in the movie. And, the, you know, the construction guys were being douchebags. And they were telling him, you got to go around, right? They were really being arrogant. And he gets, he's like, he, he runs it to him again. And he's like, all right, I want you guys to be honest. What's wrong with this street? Two days ago, there was nothing wrong with it. Now, what's going on? Tell the truth. And then the guy's just bullshitting with him. And then all of a sudden, the guy sees he's got a piece. And he's like, oh, shit, he's got a piece. <laughs> he's like, tell the truth. He tells, he tells the truth. And he's like, I knew it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, brings out. The, <laughs> but what's so funny is he's trying to figure it out. And then that little kid just comes up. He's like, hey, you filming a movie? What, what movie is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, he try, and then he teaches them how to use it. He's like, yeah. and, the, and the defense is like, how do you know how to do this? He's like, oh, see, on television. <laughs> like, just click that back. Just aim there. Oh, it's so funny. And he ends up blowing up some of the construction site, which is, which is another great scene. And then walks on through. And uh, meanwhile, there you go. This scene I could definitely relate whenever road work happens. Yep. I could have sworn, man, there was like this one street. And it seemed like they were working on the one street for a year. <laughs> it's, I was like, it's, it felt like a year. They were still, you still couldn't go down that street. And then finally it was clear. I was like, dude, what the hell was going on down there? That it almost lasted almost a year. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he says, I know how it works to throw out the street. And if it doesn't get fixed, you don't get the money anymore for next year. So yeah. You have to do the work, you know? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, meanwhile, uh, our boy Prendergast is catching on. Defense! I love that. I love that. When he finally connects the dots. Yeah. Mr. Ho! Defense! <laughs> and Ho's looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Oh man, and then it it okay. leads us to uh, the the finale. You know, he catches up to, you know, he's just trying to get home to his wife and kid, but they, she's not his wife. Let me drop this on you really quickly. Go ahead. As I was watching it today, no movies are perfect. I I think I might have found a flaw watching the movie today. Okay. Okay. Um, the wife, I think she's a terrible actress. Oh. I'm watching her, and, and maybe it's just the lines that they what, – what's the line? When the two cops are in there, and he's like, oh, the judge, and she's like, oh, is it 100 feet or 200 feet? And the cop's like, oh, that's up to the judge. And then the cop asks her, does he, does, does he drink? And she's, she pauses, and she's like, oh, no, I, I thought you meant the judge. No, my husband doesn't drink. But just like, I don't, I don't know. Next time we go back and we watch it, yeah, something's off in that, in that scene. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't – if, I, if you guys are out there, who's who's that actress? I know she, I know I've seen her before. I can't. Yeah. I don't know her Barbara name. Barbara Hershey. Yeah. Let me click on her name and see what else she's been in here. Barbara. Her, I think it's Barbara. She's, yeah. she's great. Don't get me wrong, but she was in Black Swan, Insidious. 
a lot of movies. She normally, she must be older by now. Is is that Natalie Portman's mom? Maybe. I think it has to be. I'm going back a little farther here. Hold on. Let's see see earlier work. Mm, Nothing that's really sticking out to me. Yeah. But she's been in a lot of stuff. So The Last Temptation of Christ, she played Mary Magdalene. Let's see. um, Alfred. The performance in that in that one kitchen scene. The right seen. stuff. Oh wow! She was, was in that. Uh, oh, yeah. was she the the mom and the entity? Have you seen the entity, bro? No. Oh, she might have been the mom in that movie. I yeah, I, I used to have it on DVD. I think I gave it to a buddy of mine because I wanted the the Blu-ray. Dude, the entity is fucked up, man. The entity is fucked up because if it's true, it's a fuck. It's fucked up. If you believe it's true, it's a fucked up story. It's a it's a paranormal type story, where it's like crazy shits happening in this lady's house. I think she's the lead in that. Um, and these these oh, parano- these paranormal things are doing things to her. This is right up my alley. A woman is tormented and sexually molested by an invisible demon. I actually, yeah. have, I actually have a, a, a horror film called "They Come, They Come in the Night" uh, about similar uh, with, with aliens. Uh, right. Aliens. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. But her performance was good in that. But maybe it's just this movie, like you said. Maybe the, you know, the dialogue. Maybe something it, just didn't work. I mean, this is that one scene in the kitchen. Yeah. This, the line just seemed off. Maybe it was just a line. I, I don't know. It was just weird. It was a Prano activity mixed with the sponge. Spin in your grave is the shit. I love that movie. I saw that in theater, man. Not when it came out. <laughs> I'm not that old. Yeah. But they re-released it down in LA. I saw it in theater and the, the remake right after it. Yeah, uh, what's going on, Egg Shen? What's going on? He's saying hello, Christopher. What's, what's going on? Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. But yeah, entities right up your alley, man. Yeah. But yeah, he's in that. But yeah, I think I just kind of you know I'll have to go back and revisit it. You you may be onto something there. I just kind of looked at it as that it was just really awkward, and she was just trying to not tell everything. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it wasn't a standout scene. <laughs> you know, the cop reacting to her not giving the information he needed. That was that was great. Yeah, his acting and that was pretty good. Online, when when he's and he's like, she's like, oh, I thought you meant the judge drink. <laughs> no, he doesn't drink. What does he hit you? Does he hit the kid? No, like that. Okay, like the, the cop's reaction was was priced yeah. at the entire yeah. time. But to her point, uh, you know th- that someone could snap so like just uh, so easily and yeah, because you haven't physically actually. I think mental abuse is even worse sometimes than physical abuse because you have that person thinking when is this going to happen like you know destructive toxic relationships and marriages people right you know it's you know you can go both ways obviously um but you know i think you can fuck someone's mind up you know uh bodies heal quicker minds i think take a little bit longer to to heal from some kind of mental abuse like that you know yeah no you're right for sure for sure um but yeah, man. Uh, now you got me curious about your alien movie. Now uh, they, <laughs> it was it was a short film called "They Come uh, They Come in the Night," and then they, there was another film that came out. Eight twenty four came out, come titled "It Comes at Night." I was like, "Fuck, that's that's my title right there." Um, so I was gonna re reword it, and it's like a thirty five page short, but I'm gonna extend it into a feature. 
hopefully shoot that in the next five years. I have like three, three films I want to try getting done in the next six years. And um, nice. Yeah, like man. Second or third one. Yeah. Looking so. forward to that for sure. For Definitely. sure. Uh, Eric says the fact that we are cheering for defense the whole time and then we worry about the wife and child if he gets to her is a mind fuck. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> you know, this is a very unique, unique film. But now rooting for the bad guy. I know. Uh now he uh I love I love the 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 suspense building of him calling her. Oh, that's so as she keeps telling him, This is not your home anymore. We are not married. <laughs> You know, and there's the one line later when he calls her a second time, and he's like, "There's no going back. I'm coming. Uh, there's no turning back." But he tells her something before that, and he says something like, "Cause she says something back to him. She's like, if you come here, I'm looking at a cop right now. You know, like, hey, he's like, put him on the phone. Let me yeah. talk to him, right?" And then he says something like, really, like, yikes. He goes, "It's, a, it's some. I'm gonna botch it, but it's something like, do you know?" In other countries, <laughs> this is the way he talks to him. In other countries, uh, the husband has the right to kill his wife for insulting him or something like that. It was a lie, like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Uh, but she gets he he finally gets in the house. She gets her and the kid get out. Um, the female cop's lucky she didn't get killed, you know. But you know, when they went raided uh, later, her and Prendergast. And don't and doesn't she hear like some like church bell or something over the phone too that that, that, that shows that he's close that he's actually like in town. Yeah, and he tells her I'm at the. He's like they changed our ice yeah. cream shop place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something else, some new world bullshit. <laughs> and that was it. She was like, I gotta get, we gotta get the fuck out of here. But yeah, great scene. He goes in the house. He sits in there for a little bit, and he starts watching those home videos. That was a great scene. You know, trying to he's trying to relive the gold the the, the the golden days, and then it starts to get a little serious in those tapes, and it's not good. And it's, he sees himself. It's very very interesting scene. It's so sad, man. You yeah. know, it, you know, uh, little the little kids involved. I have a daughter, so it's like anything like that kind of like strikes a, a different kind of nerve at me these days. Especially yeah. watching it again today. Um, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> uh, I think when films have a lot of these like flashback scenes and you know VHS tapes, I I, I, I always like that because it shows that they really you know put the extra effort in to build these the world of the man of his mind, you know, of where he yeah. was because he was living in that that VHS tape the entire time, you know. Yeah. He realizes you know once he's there, like we were saying earlier, that's when it's when it, you know it kind of all comes crashing down in his mind he realizes he's the villain in a sense yeah yeah well said and you pointing out how good the sound design is that's a definite positive that not that many people talk about but the soundtrack bro oh yeah the soundtrack is great especially when he's running down the pier you mm. know trying to get trying to get he's trying to get to him down there at the end of the pier that when he's running he got that side shot of him running that music is like great like really good soundtrack for the film is it who did the music go back here i feel like it's someone we know let me see music where you at oh james newton howard okay yeah he's he's really good yeah dark knight he did some of dark knight some of batman begins king kong 
main themes for let's see what else he's done. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Split. Oh. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Trying to see if there's anything else. Your favorite, Dreamcast, Dreamcatcher. <laughs> Dreamcatcher? Yeah. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. It's funny because uh, the guest on I had yesterday was like, Dreamcatcher, Dreamcatcher didn't work. So yeah. I, have, I have two director filmmakers telling me well, people, one didn't work and one to check out. <laughs> people fucking hate that movie. They, yeah. they, they, they really just... He was more softer on it. He just yeah, said... Well, it, he... He said he didn't say he hated it. He yeah. was like it did some. It just didn't work in some parts. Really. I think it was like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson said, <laughs> "No movie is terrible." And like I, I heard that a long time ago, and it's like this is after I proclaimed that Avatar is the worst film ever made. <laughs> and then, but like now, actually, now that I've made a film and people can judge that, you yeah. know, I, I, I look at it differently now. Where, yeah, they're they're you know, it's just to finish something is is so hard to do. So. Yeah, you know, I th- I think PTA uh, is right that there you know no film is terrible. It just might not be your cup of tea. You might, you might not like it. You know, right? Um, yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. About I can't that. say that as of right now, though. <laughs> yeah. I you know me being on a little bit on the other side recently, especially this year, I have yeah. a different appreciation for films, and I watch, analyze, and review films a little bit differently now. Um. But when it's like atrocious, man, I just can't. I can't. I try. Yeah. I might be a little bit more respectable about it yeah. than four years old me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I have to be honest. But no, I I, I get I get what you're saying too because I had, you know, one of the great one of the greatest uh, action movie directors that's going today right now, William Kaufman, oh, wow. and I told him we were talking about John Wick Four, and I told him, um. Oliver Stone, who's another legend of the game, right? I love Oliver Stone. He's offended by John Wick Chapter Four, and it made him sick. For a guy who served in the in the military, mm-hmm. that movie and how they treated violence and how everybody was kind of invincible. That movie, John Wick Four, made him sick, and he was he felt disrespected as a military war veteran guy. So I brought that up. That's what he thinks. That's to his to each his own. I brought that up to William. I was like, "What do you think about that?" And William served too. He was in the military too, and William said that uh, he was he was he was surprised by that Oliver Stone said something like that. But he says he said, "I don't think any other filmmakers should be bashing any other filmmakers." I was like, oh, that's I, that's the first time I heard that. It's it's yeah. yeah. I think I, think I understand. I, I get it. I totally get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of what PTA uh, was was saying in the sense that you know there are. I mean, there are terrible films. That I, you know, yeah. some films I think are just abominations. You know, but yeah. people like them. And Dreamcatcher is, is my film that I like. That people are like, oh, it's so bad. How do you like it? I'm like, I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's spooky. I think it's funky. Yeah, it's just something different. I'm, it sounds like I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm yeah, fun with that yeah. One. yeah, for sure. But yeah, back to uh, our story here. It ends on the pier. Uh, our boy Prendergast shows up, catches our boy here, and we have the great dialogue where he turns around and he goes, "I'm, I'm gonna have you do it because you're the better actor." Go ahead. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but but Duvall, you know, his character did a great job really trying to talk him down. Like 
professional. Like, oh, dude, Duvall, Duvall is, you know, he's one of the greatest actors of all time. It doesn't really get his due, I feel. No. Just like we're saying, you know, uh, Falling Down's an underrated gem. It, 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 Duvall has, you know, has had, you know, Godfather and everything. He's had his, his time. Yeah. Like, even movies like Secondhand Lions, he's, like, so good in. And, um, the Apostle. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You feel his presence gone when you watch Godfather 3. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you feel like something's missing. But Godfather 3 yeah. has got a whole bunch of other problems in it. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. He liked Dreamcatcher too, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Duddits, Duddits. <laughs> I don't want to read it for my boy Preston, but Duddits is the, is insane. Yeah, there you go. Jonesy, I think. Now, I think, should I watch it with some liquor? Um, or yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. It's All a right, good watch one. it with some buddies, and it's, it's a good watch. It's like Stan okay. meets. Uh, I don't even. I don't want to ruin it. It's like a grown-up Stand by Me meets. Uh, what kind of. I don't even know aliens or something. It's okay, like, a little sci-fi. Yeah, by me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. But I think okay. so many things in that film that that happen uh, go over people's heads. They don't understand what what the director and what the what they were trying to do with these certain particular scenes. Yeah. I think they were so personally. I thought they were done so well in the psyche of the the main, the main character's mind that people thought. It's like, did you ever watch Sopranos? You, uh, no. no, I know okay. I'm fired. I know I'm fired. That's fine. There's, there's I've been I've been wanting to though. I got there's, it in my queue. There's an episode in the Sopranos where uh, Tony gets shot and he's like in a coma, and there's like four episodes that take place while he's in a coma in like this alternate universe. Oh shit! Yeah, um, and those four episodes I loved, and the typical, you know. Uh, for people that watch Sopranos, a typical audience that want to see, you know, violence and sex and fucking, you know, Italians eating uh, gabagol stuff. Yeah, yeah. Funny jokes. Didn't you didn't get that? It was like four episodes of like a Lost episode, which was, that's my favorite show of all time. It's Lost. So nice. that's kind of like why I, I dug it. But like Dreamcatcher has a lot of shit like that that just kind of just goes over people's heads and they don't understand it at all. So oh people, shit! People Interesting. And it's what they don't like. Also. <laughs> ah well. We do have another series here on the channel called Is It Really That Bad? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll, re we'll revisit that one in the future, man. We'll see. That's awesome. Yeah, we could do that, too. I'm down for that. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, back to this scene. Um, you know, he goes, there's nothing special about you. The only thing special about you is is your girl. You know, he's talking yeah. about his daughter. It's true. And he's like. He's like, you don't want to, you don't want to do nothing stupid, you know? Don't you want to see her grow up? And he's like, behind bars, nope. I love the dialogue where he's like, you know, after he says, "I'm the bad guy," he also says, "He's like, I did everything they told me to." You know, this is the way he says that. Crazy enough, I have a friend that designed bombs uh, up in Rochester, New York, in. He he had the same exact job of what uh, defense has in this film. And oh, really? Yes. And one of my closest—he was one of my closest friends in the entire world. Taught me how to play guitar. He's practically my older brother, my neighbor. When I used to run away from home, I would I would hide in his closet. Yeah. Yeah. Let him go. All right. We know he's in there. Bring him out. My buddy, smart rocket scientist, basically. That's what he did. He designed defense mechanisms and defense weapons for the, oh, wow. the government. Yeah. He snapped. Not like Michael Douglas. 
he snapped uh, in, in L.A. in, like, late 2000, 2007, 2008. And this is going from working for the government, having a house, making a shitload of money. Yeah. He went – he cracked, mentally cracked, and he was cutting cold cuts at, like, the local Ralph's in, in Santa Monica. And then from just, like, a downward spiral, and this went into, like – so I think it has something to do with, like, you know, the backstory of defense and the wow. – uh, working for the government and doing, you know, I think he, he touches along that. He's like, I, you know, I killed so many people, not today. I think he says something along, along the way in the film with, with his job, like his job just kills people. It's like what he, you know, I think he's kind of ashamed of that. Yeah. Wow. Man. I'm sorry about your friend there. Yeah. Um, defense had a sad realization. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can't, some, sometimes people, you try to help them and sometimes you can't, people don't want to be helped. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's the sad, sad nature of mental yeah. illness. But he figured hey, I might as well go out. At least I can't, I can't go to prison. I won't survive. Fuck it. I might as well go out and give my daughter my life insurance. You know, that's my last gift to my daughter before I go. And he tells him, he goes, Hey, I got a gun. He slowly turns around. just like an old Western. He's going, I got lots of guns. One in my pocket right here. And I like how he, he he spells it out. He's like, "This is just like a, a western here, you know, <laughs> the old sheriff versus the villain." He's like, "He's like, it's kind of beautiful, you know." And Duvall's still trying to talk him down. He's like, "You don't want to do this." And then uh, he draws, and uh, Duvall's got to take him out. He gets shot, and I like how he squirts the gun when he falls over. <laughs> but Duvall wipes his face, and then Defense goes, "I would have got you." You know, <laughs> maybe yeah. just falls over, and that's the end of that. Um, but was, uh, yeah, phenomenal movie, man. Was he nominated for an, uh, for a best actor nom at least for this uh, film? Nominated that? Let's see. Let me go back here. And I gotta read uh, some of my some of my notes here too. You know, Michael. Here, I'll type it in. We'll find out right now. If he, if he wasn't, I feel like he should he should have been. Uh, he only got an Oscar for Wall Street. That's it, man. That's uh, it. But a nomination, though, or, or just uh, nothing else popped up. That's okay. We don't want to keep people yeah, waiting there. It's all good. Uh, but uh, there's some there's some notes in here from, from I will read from the book of falling down. <laughs> the book of defense. I will read. <laughs> read from the book of defense. Yeah, there was some fun, interesting things in here. Uh, Is there a commentary track on that at all? What happened? Is there a commentary track on that? On that? It is, but it's a little weird. That's why I think they need to redo it. It's like excerpts from different interviews, mm. and they put it in the movie. Gotcha. So it's 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 better than nothing, but it's like, now this is from Michael Douglas. <laughs> and then Michael Douglas starts talking about the scene. This is from uh, Joel Schumacher. It's just like a little distracting. Yeah. Like you just rather, I'd rather have them all there talking. While, oh, yeah. You know, it's a little distracting. Uh, but yeah, here we go. Uh, for, reading from the Book of Defense. <laughs> it says, 
Falling Down's 1993 release spurred passionate debate among critics worldwide, nearly splitting the film's advocates and dissenters straight down the middle. That's back then. That's when the movie came out. This is why we're doing this. Is this movie underrated? Back then, when the movie was released, yeah. critics were split. Critics were split on this film. Uh, it's, it found a solid audience theatrically and has since grown its numbers in popularity and appreciation since, since being released on VHS and DVD over time. Falling Down is a film that resonates as much now as it did back then. So yeah, you could say for you could say at best falling down probably has a cult following. A hundred percent. Yeah, you could say that. And I had another one here. Uh, this is from Michael Douglas. I saw this project as be as a excuse me as being about a loss of our middle class, and I had the opportunity to play a character who sort of believed in working hard and getting results, but his world changed and he couldn't make sense of it anymore. Observing what's going on in the country, I see people continually struggling with these same issues. They're trying to find a new path that's not extreme, but that lets excuse me, excuse me, but that lets them survive and prosper. So that was from Mr. Douglas himself. That's still relative to today. It's always a relative, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. There was one more thing. Okay, so this is the last thing. So this is from one of the critics that actually liked the movie. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. I thought there was one more thing I had there. I thought it was interesting. But they talk. Oh, okay. That's all right. All right. So this might this might uh answer your question right here. <clears throat> so this is from the Mick LaSalle from San Francisco Chronicle. He goes. This is the perfect way to end this stream. He says, a few times every year, Hollywood makes a mistake, violates formula, and actually makes a great picture. Ah! Falling Down is one of the great mistakes of 1993, a film too good and too original to win any Oscars. Fuck yeah but one bound to be remembered in years to come as a true and ironic statement about life in our time. There we go. And scene. That's it. Appreciate everybody for watching. But yeah, that, there you go. Dude, that's like, that's like the perfect way to end it right there. Too good and too original to win any Oscars because it was so different. Yeah. You know, even though it deserved it. But you know what won the Oscar that year? Well, that year was the year of Spielberg. Two titans of films came out that year: Jurassic Park and Schindler's List came out the okay. same goddamn year. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. But uh, yeah, at least nominated. You know, we have to check to see if it was nominated. Yeah, I would, I would throw him a, a nom on that hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. For Possibly. Sure. And also, I feel like the Oscars was different back then. It's like there was like five films maybe nominated. Now there's like twelve. I feel. You know? Yeah. There's just too many films. Yeah. Being nominated. See, uh, uh, falling. Oh, hold on a second. Falling down is a testament how things are made easier by the internet today. If you need to lash out and be heard, you just need to tweet. Back then, you had to make a movie to do it. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, well said. I wonder which has more of a niche fan base, Falling Down or Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. Witch. It might be tied, actually. It might be tied. I I enjoy Season of the Witch. Uh, But yeah, uh, this film is, it's underrated. It, it's it's underrated. Uh, we did a, I did a poll here on the channel just okay. to see what the public thought. Boom! Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. They agree also. Majority of them agree. Who's that one? Who's that <laughs> Come forward. Yeah. Show yourself. <laughs> I, be, I, bet, I bet you whoever was the 1% feels like such a badass right now. You, you probably feel special, or she feels special. It's all good. It's all good. Freedom of speech. It's welcome here. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was surprised it was that much of a... <laughs> I thought it would be like a little half and half, but well, yeah, uh, it's a yeah, it was a, a sweep there. And I love the memes that you see today. You know, like this one right here. Hold on. Uh, I was 25 in 1923. Oh. What the fuck is this guy's problem? Now? Ah. <laughs> Now, and you got a mortgage and rent and you know bills yeah. to pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a it's a different story, man. But phenomenal movie, phenomenal performances, cinematography, music. It's a time uh, sound design, everything. It's a timeless film, you know. It's a timeless film that that's out there, and I I, I don't know one person that I've ever met that has said, "Oh, that movie's I, I don't like that movie." It's always like, holy shit, I forgot about that movie. That movie's so awesome. That's that's, that's the reaction I usually get when I, yeah. you know, quote. And then when I post it on Facebook. Yeah, you were saying. When I posted on Facebook uh, that I was going to be the guest on here tonight, a buddy of mine I haven't spoken to in a long time. He he reached out and he was like, "Dude, I quote that movie every single day of my life. I always find myself quoting that that film, you know." Yeah. Um, and a lot, a lot of my a lot of my friends, we live our lives through movie quotes, you know. Yeah. Um, so do we. Yeah. yeah. Such yeah. a such a such a good such a yeah. such a great film. Yeah. I feel like like films from like like I was saying earlier, Point Break, American History X. It was like this window of films that like, and even Terminator Two to a certain extent of like what Los Angeles was like in that like ninety to like ninety four. Predator era, Two. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Predator Two is more, a little bit more over the top version of it, yeah, but it's I still fun. I haven't seen. Uh, P2 in a very, very long time. Dude, you will revisit it. You will enjoy yourself. I always remember you will You will smile from the beginning to, to the end of the movie. You will keep a Joker smile because it's so it. much fun. I, I'll never forget like, the one thing that sticks out to me in that film was like the love scene in like the apartment with like vaulted ceilings. There's a big bed. He's like, yeah. He turns up there, he swings down, kills someone on the bed, right? Yeah. 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 It's been a while. Yeah. Yes. Great movie, great movie. It's just, it's just so much fun. It's yeah. just so much fun. Uh, if you're looking for like a serious horror predator movie, yeah. then that's not the movie for you. But if you want to have fun, oh my god, Danny Glover calls Predator pussy lips. He calls them <laughs> pussy lips. Come on, this is this is this is popcorn munch and laugh a minute and have a good time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you got to revisit it, man. It's so much fun. Uh, he, but he wasn't lying, huh? I said he wasn't lying. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, this was a blast. Thanks again, brother, for uh, coming up with this idea and having us revisit 
Fallen Down. If you, I know we did some spoilers tonight, but if you still have not seen it, we still recommend you check it out. Now, I, I believe nowadays it, it's getting a little bit more respect. A little bit more people know about it, but not enough for us to not do it is an underrated video. I mean, right now, if you type in every, like, if you type in all the YouTubers right now that are talking about Snow White, <laughs> the Snow White controversy, type that in right now and then type in falling down movie reviews. Hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. not a lot of people talk about it. Once in a while, you get a, I think Critical Drinker reviewed the film like three years ago. Once in a while, you'll get some people that talk about it, yeah. but uh, not as much as uh, it should be. So, so yeah, it's underrated. Uh, thanks again, brother, for for this suggestion. And I would love to do more videos with you. Absolutely. Maybe we can. We love chatting film. That's what we do here, man. Yeah, yeah. And all you badasses watching right now, what? Look above Mr. Christopher's head there. Do you see that QR code? That's right. Scan that QR code. That's right. Check it out. Because your boy Preston is partnering up with Urban Action Showcase and Expo, baby. That's right. We are partners now. So you want to scan that QR code or check out the link that's in the description box below. So you can check out the website. That's right. Buy some cool merch there. Some Enter the Dragon Bruce Lee jackets. What? But check it out. They have great events, great guests. This year is going to be absolutely insane. So click on the QR code, scan it, or check on the link below and uh, check it out for yourselves and see what awaits. But yeah, I have to make sure you guys are aware of that. And uh, let's see here. Uh, next time to the fan fat. <laughs> uh, remember last week when I asked you who's nuttier, Douglas and falling down or De Niro in the fan? Oh, what do you think about that question? I think De Niro in the fan is crazier than... than uh... Douglas and falling down. Look at that. He's more delusional. As I think, like I said, I I don't know. Is it because defense thinks he's right? And and De Niro's like feels betrayed? Or what do you what do you what do you think? Um I, I, or the I, motivation similar. I think the motivate I think the motivation of of of, of Douglas in, in, in a fucked up way is like is is real. I think right. he has good motives for his behavior. Where yeah. De Niro is just, you know, uh, you know, completely insane, and he wants his revenge off of, you know, off of was it what, it's Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, yeah, off, off, yeah. off, off, off of the the baseball the baseball guy. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I haven't watched that in a long time. That's an, another film, probably what ninety two ninety three that came out. Dude, Shot I haven't seen the fan in oh, forever. So good. You know another, what? you know what I'm noticing? I'm noticing. A lot of old school movies that people, and it might be some recent films too, where people felt differently about them when they came out and now people like them. I've yeah. noticed that. This is going to blow your mind, Christopher, and everybody watching. But I recall when Heat came out. That's right. Heat. A lot of people that I knew, like 10, 20 people that I knew saw that movie. And they tell, you know, for those I can, I can talk to all of them, obviously, but from the five or six that I spoke to, they were all disappointed. Wow. They were like, dude, you put a movie where De Niro and Pacino together and we get this snore fest. I'm telling you, when Heat came out, not everyone loved Heat. Not everyone sucketh the Heat dick. Yeah. Okay. Look at, look, 
Val Kilmer too. That is probably yeah. Oh, he he. Oh, I love Heat. I don't know how you feel about Heat, but I, I, I love Heat. I Heat is great. Um, I feel I didn't think this way until my my buddy, my partner, like mentioned it. Mm. It's like it seems a little dated. I watched it the other day. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? And then I watched it again. I'm like, it is a little dated. It doesn't hold up as well as it once did in my mind. But then I watched it again, like a third yeah. time, last like a year or so, and I was like, it's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it holds up. It's great. Val Kilmer is, I think he steals the film in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Great yeah, movie. Yeah. He's like Tom Sizemore. Even the side I, characters were great yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember that dude. I remember when he came out, I remember people were disappointed. They, make a, they wanted, a, I don't know what they wanted. They wanted the good fellas or something like they, like what did they want? They want a big ass popcorn action thrill ride movie. Probably. Like, yeah. That's With De Niro and Al Pacino, <laughs> who do you like better? Are you De Niro guy or Pacino guy? I'm a De Niro guy. Yeah, probably. Because there's parts of De Niro. I love Pacino, but there's parts of De Niro that reminds me of my dad. Really? So yeah, I'm more I'm more of a more of a De Niro guy. But you ever uh, see that photo of De Niro and his father? Geeky, because I don't know. <laughs> well, now maybe that one percent that didn't like falling down. Yeah. That that guy uh, that guy probably didn't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> heat either there's some films when you see them in the theater like when i saw uh the recent uh once upon a time in hollywood which one of my favorite movies yeah. i saw the theater and like we were walking my friends talking like we think i'm like i don't know i need to like i need to like marinate with it for a little while because i i typically don't like the ending i didn't like the ending originally i don't like like uh like what, what, what would what, i know there's a term for it where it's like false history but they Oh, change, right, right, right. You know how they change it. And in Glory and Glorious Bastards, I'm not that big of a fan of that film, to be honest with you. Because they changed uh, the history at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, and um, but then like I, I started watching it, I bought it, and I watched it like a billion times now. The movie, I think it's one of Tarantino's best, in my opinion. Um, but with going back to falling down, I yeah. think it's I just hope to God it just doesn't get remade. It's one of those, I feel like it's one of those films that is been around long enough now. Which movie? Which movie? Falling Down. I hope it doesn't never get remade. Which one? Falling Down. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I oh, hope dear it God. Be, yeah, that would be Jesus. Good luck with that. Yeah. With today, with today's audience, <laughs> good luck. They were doing probably... if, if if Falling Down was controversial in 93. Yeah, right. And no other studio in the world wanted to do it. Could you imagine today? Oh my God, they'd butcher the shit. They'd, they it would be safe down. space. It would be falling down PG 13 safe space movie. We don't want to offend anyone. We don't want anybody to think for themselves. We don't want other people to talk about the movie afterwards and call and have a conversation. Yeah. We just want your fucking money and popcorn. Get the fuck out. That's what today's audience is. <laughs> or at least that's what the movie of Hollywood of today yeah, the mainstream level that, right the mainstream that's what they want they don't give a shit that's one thing I'm finding out just as as a filmmaker with, with the release of Rub also you know like people uh, have, have left you know comments on Letterboxd and just like nasty shit it's like okay like we're not we weren't a Hollywood fi- picture like I don't know what you were expecting from you know from our film and from our trailer but like this, this was the film that we made that we wanted to make. You know, yeah. you don't like it. Next you know? to shit. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they said? What is that? What that person said? It was next to shit, or no? I'm just saying people like would would reach out 
and, yeah. and say, you know, nasty, nasty stuff. Oh, they would say, they, you know, you know what those people are? You know what those people are? Those are people who have not seen Manos, the Hands of Fate. <laughs> those are people who have not seen movies like Robo Woman or <laughs> Octoman. Okay, those are those are the people. These are these are what you call casuals. Yeah. That don't know. Yeah. They don't yeah. know what a really bad movie is. Yeah. They can't even fathom. They wouldn't yeah. be able to if you took today's audience and sat them down and forced them to watch Manos the Hands of Fate, they wouldn't survive. They'd never, kill themselves. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> oh, we have a dare. Yeah. <laughs> the whole oh we have a cha- I have a challenge for you then man the hands of fate. Dude, I think the whole movie is on YouTube. If I find it on YouTube, I'll send it to you. We'll talk a little bit about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're ca- they're casuals. They don't know. They don't. Yeah. Know. They don't know. <laughs> there are levels, okay, guys. Definitely, there are levels, and I enjoyed Rub. I enjoyed Rub. Thank you. Uh, is it the remake would be about Karen complaining? About her eyes like exactly what using, using her phone instead of a gun. Oh my god. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. That'd be oh, a that... funny, that'd be a great no nominee. Wow. Hey Charlie, what's up, Charles? That's Charlie, what's, what's going on, man? Right there, my buddy. How you doing, brother? Thanks for the for catching up to us and that would us know be, about... you know, we have a million dollar idea. That's a that's a fucking million dollar Super Bowl commercial. A shot for shot whammy <laughs> burger. With uh, with a yes. cell phone, that's that's million dollars right there. You got to do it. Yeah, it's, a, like it's hilarious. I feel like it's been done. I feel like they they, they did. You know, you know how every Super Bowl commercial now is like a parody of an yeah. old classic thing. There there are there are Karen horror movies now, but I don't think that any of them are any good. They're yeah. not clever. They're not clever or funny. But dude, no nominations, bro. None. That's insane. Yeah. That's, they, that's, that's, none. That's that's blasphemy. Is what that none. Is, you know? <laughs> like none. Can you read that last that, that quote one more time that from the book? That was that was some serious shit right there. And from that's the book, like, from the book of defense. Yes. <laughs> What's up, Charlie? All right, here we go. <clears throat> and then we'll we'll call it a night. Still All right. A few times. <laughs> Say like a, <laughs> I need a long white beard and a wizard hat or something. <laughs> a few times every year. Hollywood makes a mistake, violates formula, and actually makes a great picture. Falling Down is one of the great mistakes of 1993, a film too good and too original to win any Oscars, but one bound to be remembered in years to come as a true and ironic statement about life in our time. Thank you. <laughs> One of the best reviews, written reviews that uh, I, I've read or heard. Yeah. That's, that's it. Fits that guy. That guy. That guy. Or or they get it. They get yeah. it. They get what making a movie is all about. Right there. That's yeah. That, right there. Not about oh, yeah. awards. Not about this. Not about that. It's about something that's just stand the test of time. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Here oh, we yeah. are. Almost. Yeah. 40 years later talking about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing our we're doing our best to help spread the word. So make Absolutely. sure you guys watch Falling Down if you haven't seen it. And distributors out there, come on, man. Come on. We need a 4K. We need a brand new special edition briefcase edition <laughs> with, with swag and posters and shit and the Blu-ray inside, 4K inside. Come on. 
I mean, come on, come on, I money. Be off so much. We didn't talk come about on, that. It'd be great. It'd be great. Uh, but thanks again for hanging out with us and watching. Don't forget to follow Christopher Fox's filmmaking journey. Follow him on Instagram in the description box below. And if you enjoyed yourselves hanging out with the old samurai guy, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I'll see you guys on the next one. This Sunday at 1 o'clock, uh, me and stuntman martial artist Kyle Wong are going to be reviewing Warrior Season 3. That's this Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So I'll see you guys there. Keep watching movies. Good movies. And check out Rub. I'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care, everybody. Be safe. Where are the bad?